Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. And on this bonus episode, I am joined by uh, famed urban explorer, Keeper of the Second. Going on, dude. What up? Not much, man. Just ready for an adventure, man. All right. That's pretty much how I can say it. Now, we, we first met uh, through the roundtable we did, what, a year or so ago? I think so, yeah. It was last October. As we were talking, mm-hmm. or was it after we were talking? I can't remember. I pulled something from your your area, your when your screen when we were like in the middle of the uh, around table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was. I guess it was. It was after the the meeting. You know, you and your. Uh, after yeah, after the meeting and stuff, it was just you and your buddy. Y'all were talking. You were like. Do you see this? Do you, have you had weird, strange dreams? Have you been seeing this apparition, this demon? And I'm like, yeah. And that's where I think y'all pulled it out. Uh, at right. that time. Yeah, Mike, he drew up uh, the picture of the um, demon that he was seeing that was attached to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most definitely. Did that, uh, that experience go like, what the hell? <laughs> where we were doing that? Yeah, I was like, y'all seeing this? Okay, this is this is pretty cool. Let's see, let's see where this goes. Yeah, um, it was just another day for us. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal, no big deal. Just another day for y'all. And I'm like, me just being, uh, you know, as an urban explorer, not worrying, really getting putting my seat into feet, getting wet. Yeah. Getting my feet into the paranormal, I was just like, "All right, cool. Let's 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 see where this goes." And I guess since then, it's just opportunities have opened up for me. You know, and I'm I'm just cool. Cool. Let's go. Let's run with it. Now, I've interviewed other urban explorers before, but um, mm-hmm. one question I ask is how uh, how did you get into urban exploring specifically? Through urban exploring, I would probably say was um, Millie. I've been doing this for 16 years now. And um, Millie was one of the people who brought me into into the whole urban exploring. You know, I'd, when it's, I was going through something at that time. And um, she was like, let's, let's get your mind off of things. Let's, let's go and explore. So I linked up with her and her crew. And ever since then... It's just been, you know, the whole seeing, seeing the world, seeing the state, seeing everything that I wanted to and more. And uh, what about urban exploring that really, like, I guess, thrives you? Like when you go to a building and stuff like that, and you see it. I would probably say the history, man. The history would probably be the best, the best bet. You know, I have um, old from an asylum. You know, as urban explorers, you know, we leave our footsteps behind just to tell the history of each place. But, you know, there's some urban explorers taking things like knickknacks in here. And I, from an asylum, I have old documentation stating, you know, what the doctor did to the patient, how it went, and like so on and so forth, going into detail of it. I have x-rays, I have old records, I have 
my storage unit, if you see it, it's, it's filled. It's filled with everything that you can think of from all these places. So potentially a lot of haunted objects. Poten- potentially, man. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I always, always warn people when they go invest- investigating wise, when they go places, never really take anything. Because uh, you don't know if that object you're taking has something attached to it uh, emotionally or it's like a spirit's like that's like that spirit's mm-hmm. uh you know mirror or or object or comb or brush or something that they like oh they did, that's a cool little souvenir like you know, know that it was like oh crap this belonged to this person that's why they're haunting my place now mm-hmm. yeah. no i i definitely get that i i took something that i shouldn't have took uh taken from this one place in um in kansas it's called the demon theater I took this old record, this old film, and I I had it for a year, and I had to take it. I had to send it back to my buddy, like, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is the problem. Here you go. Take it back." Yeah, which is interesting about urban exploring is it's funny is that urban exploring is like paranormal investigating without looking for spirits. And it's the idea that, yeah, yeah kind of like a, an urban explorer is just going into a location that a paranormal investor would go into, but paranormal investor go, paranormal investigator goes in looking for, um, for spirits with doing a little minor urban exploring to get around things, especially abandoned places. But urban explorer is a simple oh, yeah. go in and explore the location and find anything history has. And when like, uh, it, it, stuff like that. It mess. It definitely is. It's one of those spots. Uh, it's an urban explorer. You're, you're in it for the run. You're in it for the next shot. Next, what? The next shops to show people in the world. You know, this is a community here that you know I've put my blood and sweat into. You know, and it's like getting known around the world, getting doing what I love. You know, I'm at that point of almost just calling, putting up the bag. And they had something new as like, you know, into the more of the paranormal, you know, I've had my somewhat, you know, some experiences in the paranormal doing exploring and stuff, you know, going into these abandoned places and stuff. But at that time, I was just more of the fact of like, I'm here to do my work. I'm here to do my job. And now it's just like, let me, let me put myself into the paranormal and see where it goes. Now. And your urban exploring, if you've done, mm-hmm. um, what has been like the most terrifying moment that's not been associated with paranormal? The state troopers. Oh crap! Because <laughs> I mean, we are we are you know as urban source we are trespassing these locations. So it's just recently up in May, up in April, I was going up in uh, Massachusetts. It's uh, one of the federal state prisons there that's completely abandoned and um, my buddy and i and our good friend she was with us so it's the three of us and we're like all right cool we're about to wrap it up his wife calls us who which is our scout she's watching the place and she's like hey the straight troopers are here and we're like so we're watching we're watching through the windows from like the first floor all the way up watching what they're doing um we we were in there for about three and a half four hours waiting for them to leave and they were they took their dogs around the whole place 
let them play around up in the front. And we're just sitting there watching. We're like, can't do really anything about it. You know, we have to wait and wait it out. And all times, like squatting there, like having to pee or someone having nervous farts or something. Yeah, it was. We actually, we actually think they saw our, the, the girl that was with us. We actually think that they saw us. Hence why they waited a little longer, seeing if they were, we were going to walk out. Mm. At least you got out of there without a uh, arrest record. But that, yeah. 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 I've, I've had my fair share with the cops. I've, I've ran into them, you know, thank God, by the grace of God. Um, these cops were pretty cool. These guys were pretty chill. You know, they're like, just don't do this again, you know. Just gave a gave us a warning and stuff. Now, in your time of urban exploring mm-hmm. places, uh, did you experience anything paranormal? I've, I've had my fair share. Like I would probably say, yeah, like things moving and stuff, uh, voices, um, little things like touches, cold spots, and all that kind of stuff. And it, you know. Being in as an urban explorer and going into these old abandoned places, we kind of, uh, we kind of put it onto the sideline because these, these buildings are old. They're deteriorating, you know, so the whole building's shifting. So we're just like, eh, whatever. It could be the building, could be, you know, a homeless person. But a majority of sometimes it was like that, that can't happen, you know, especially that story that I told you where, uh, at the at the round table where my buddies and I we were in completely in the middle of the the factory dead center this giant giant room where this um, individual quote unquote individual walked up behind us started talking to us about the whole place and everything and we're in our minds we're thinking like this is security this is security we're about to we got caught he's about to walk us and we're about to get his handcuffs. And after the conversation with this man, this man was like, all right, cool. Y'all enjoy your time. And we went one way. He went the other. We all looked around at the same time. Guy was completely gone. That was, that's one of the places I was like, okay, cool. This shit's real. Never had anything that profound before, though. I've dealt with a lot of stuff that's dark, but never anything like, a visual spirit like coming to talk to us and then disappearing okay. altogether. Yeah, that that that's the only time out of the whole like paranormal era. That was the only one I could say that actually truly stood out to me. Now do you uh use any specific equipment when you go in uh urban foreign ways? And just my camera. That's <laughs> it. Just my camera, taking shots, taking photos and stuff, and that's that's everything. So you went free climb a lot of places, or you don't attempt to climb somewhere that you think you wouldn't be able to get up safely? I risk it for the biscuit. I really just, I risk it. I hate heights, but in reality, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put my whole lot to it and, you know, get the shot that I want. I've gone through floors. I've I've gone through floors plenty of times. Oh, it gone through floors like you fell through? Yeah, I fell through completely. 
uh is the wood just rotted or you didn't uh you think you would it would look solid and he stepped on any it yeah pretty <laughs> much pretty much yeah this is why i'm an urban explorer uh because <laughs> if i fall through something i'm probably going to go through every single floor that i hit the bottom i mean you gotta you gotta do what you want you know it's it's a lot of it it's a lot of the community that i like about it uh where do you do you urban explore across the United States or you stick to the city that you're from? No, there's, I mean, Texas is massive. So, you know, like the closest place that I could go explore about three hours away, oh. you know, that fully that I enjoy. I mean, I've been across the States. I've been up North. I've been all the way through, uh, from here to Georgia, many plenty of times seen along the way, plantation homes, schools, houses, factories, Asylums. Mm-hmm. Um, my most recently, I was up in Massachusetts exploring, and prior to that, I was up in Detroit exploring that town. And of all those places, what was your favorite to go into? I would probably say the federal prison up in Massachusetts. That was that was one of the places I'd enjoy. Yeah, you know, kind of just completely like everything was still there, and you could actually see how. They work the prison. Did you find anything uh, at ordinary? At, at the prison? Yeah. No, not really. I mean, it was just more of a. This whole building was pretty much just a giant rectangle. You know, this whole. If you've seen my shots from that place, you know, all, all the beds are on mm-hmm. dyad. So it's like pretty much how you, I would say it's like basic training for the military all all for the raids it's all in one yeah a prison is at one place i've yet to go to <laughs> but i feel like it's going to be an intense what? did the energy in there feel like like palpable or like you felt like you were consistently like on a ready to fight i was on edge because for one this whole building was surrounded by barbed wire so our only way was through this one little hole that had barbed wire and it it was even too it's just like you know on edge i mean i'm one of those people in that in the community it's like in the group i'm always like all right you know i got to take care of my people first before i take care of myself and when the state troopers came up three cop three state troopers came up that kind of just added to more of like we need to defend ourselves we need to be ready if we need to run we need to be ready Oh, you weren't in there with, uh, you, you weren't allowed in there. <laughs> you just went in there on your own A majority of the time, yeah, a majority of the time, well, 100% of my exploring time is always trespassing, no matter what. We're always trespassing. And that's what I was telling uh, Megan, is that one of these days, because a lot of places aren't either allowing us in or they're not responding back, and we need to do something what I call mm-hmm. guerrilla uh, investigating. Which essentially just go yeah. in there, take what's needed, and then just get out. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. pretty much. That's that's us. We usually set a time limit, like about an hour or two, you know, depending on how big the location is. What's the longest uh, place you were allowed to, or I say allowed to, but at least you had the most free time to go into? It was. I would probably say this was up in Dallas. It was one of those places. It was uh, an abandoned. 
uh, asylum. We legit spent about eight, nine hours there exploring. It was massive. It was there. We explored the whole building there. And then we had the, um, the nursing home that was right next to it. It was completely abandoned too with its own village behind it. So we're, we were, all right, cool. We're going to spend majority of the time here at the asylum and then we'll walk over and explore the uh, nursing home in the village. That was, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, something I remember we were uh, talking about before that's interesting about you um, <laughs> is that you you were talking about the community of urban explorers <laughs> and uh, something amongst the community that I don't know if a lot of people know, at least you're in it, is uh, you're a fighter. I am. I do fight. <laughs> and, under, and I don't say underground fight pits, but uh, MMA style uh, street fighting <laughs> underground. I- I would say how um, I've been getting messages from professional fighters, you know, who do it full time. They call it the real life Mortal Kombat in a way because we're doing it in different locations and stuff. And I would probably say, yeah, you know, it is a fight club kind of deal. You know, majority of the the community is more than welcome to, you know, be in it and stuff like that. I've been called out plenty of times by urban explorers. You know, and it's majority of the time it's like, cool, are you in it to do it? Or are you actually just talking to talk? Because, I mean, when it comes to real life, you know, the last opponent, Jim, uh, Jim Jam Kamblam, he actually took four months of his time to, he doesn't know boxing. The only thing he knew was jujitsu. So he took four months to learn the whole art of boxing, like day by day and, you know, Give him the credit of the doubt. He lasted three rounds. Uh, he asked me questions. So I gave him the opportunity. I was like, all right, cool. This is this, this and this. You know, watch these to help, helping him out because he wanted to do this. He wanted to fight me. And now I think the next one will be up north too again. And that one I'm excited for. You know, it is going to be a charity event for somewhat like the mental health. You know, I'm a huge advocate for the mental health, especially for the men's mental health. And that event is going to be like somewhat of a charity event kind of deal. So it's just like we're working in the works right now to get it set in stone. We do have the date and all, you know, the urban explorers in that area are all coming out, you know, about 30, 40 people. And then this thing as well will be live stream. And as well, there will be donations towards um, one of the organizations who do help out with these people with mental health and stuff. I'll tell Megan to make sure to uh, see if we can attach the links to that in the episode. Um, now, are there in my head? I, I imagine like you know, wrap knuckles, and you guys like in a kind of a fighting circle and stuff like that. Is there rules, or is like it just uh, you guys just you know? So, I, so we actually we follow the boxing rules and regulations. I go through that the day before with everybody. You know, including the audience, you know, the people who are going to be the rest, the people who are going to be on the sidelines helping out fighters and stuff. I go through the whole in depth, in person, how to hit, you know, stuff like that. We do actually use the 16 ounce boxing gloves, stuff like that. So it's, I try to make, we try to make it legit as possible as it can be. You know, I still do the whole, like, you know, it's going to be a 26 by 26 kind of deal. 
the whole boxing stuff like that. Yeah, I remember I joked one time, like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, they started, like, you know, using famous paranormal investigators and famous, like, perfect explorers, like, one-on-one tonight, catch, you know, so-and-so fighting so-and-so, you know, like, putting, like, big names against other people. I mean, actually, it's actually going to, where in the works for that one? Where in the works, where in the works for that one, man? Main event, Zach Bacon versus somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have a long list of people ready to go. <laughs> well, I mean, a long list in the in the community, and then as to you know, people on my list uh, that I want to call out for sure, you know. Is there? A, <laughs> oh yeah, no. Um, and how? Uh, I guess how tight is the urban exploring? Like when you go to a new city and stuff like that, do you like reach out to a team that's there and um, like, oh yeah, come over to this place, check out that place. Uh, you have to work for it. That's, that's how the community works for it. You have to work your reputation. You have to work your, um, how I say it, your character, because this community can, this community, if you don't have your guard up, this community can and will use you against your power for everything that you have. You know, I've been used plenty of times for my locations. I've been used plenty of times to you know, talking good, talking all like, yeah, this guy's great. This guy's like awesome. Explore with him, you know, stuff like that. And that's what I've learned over the years, especially doing this for, you know, plenty of years and being known in the States for sure. I could, for me personally, yeah, I can just hit up somebody and be like, Hey, I'm coming. Who I'm close with, I can be like, yeah, I'm coming to these States. These States are you free? He's like, yeah, come on you know, come spend the night, just sleep on the couch, whatever, and we'll go explore the weekend. You know, you have to build up your name. You have to build up your character in the community. That's good. At least it sounds more, um, I say organized, but more more accepting and more uh, of a community than the paranormal investigation. It seems, the paranormal investigation community seems very territorial with their stuff, but um, it seems like the... Uh, I would say the urban exploring is more territorial. Never mind. I was trying to give a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's more of a territorial. Like I've done my research about individuals. You know, we all do our research about individuals. We'll find the facts about the individuals. You know, as for myself, I have called out people that I've found the facts about them. You know, it's stuff like that in a way. So it's like, come be truthful about yourself. So more politics in this world than you think? Pretty much. Now, something interesting, and probably the scariest experience, not for, not say experience experience I've been through, but at least most jarring uh, experience mm-hmm. that I had with you. When you randomly uh, FaceTimed me on Instagram uh, mm-hmm. at one night, uh, needing my help very severely, uh, because someone you were with, you suspected being demonically possessed. Yeah. Yeah. Now tell me how that, that was, got started. That was, that was fun. So that, um, on, on a level of that kind of deal, we, you know, he, he was like, we were drinking that night. 
And then he decided to get cross-faded and do some substance. And then he realized, all right, cool. You know, this is, this is, all right, buddy, go to bed, you know. And then it went, in a way, you know, like me seeing this happening plenty of times, you know, I'm like, all right, cool, go to bed. Somebody will chill with you for a minute, whatever. And one quick, where, uh, where was this taking place? And uh, it was your known friend? Or this was like- after the fight. This was after the fight. This was like a day after the fight. When oh, so I he- called you. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> this was, so we we're all just showing how a good time. He went to bed. We were all just chilling and one of my buddy's wives was in there with him and apparently his eyes went crossway and his voice wasn't his how she said when she came running out it wasn't his voice it was somebody else's and that's where we're like all right cool and then i went in i'm like the air seemed off it seemed like you know like when you walk in and it's like you feel like you're being watched and you feel the air tense up or like it's something's off that's how it felt and that's when i called you i was like okay, let me call my buddy see what he's doing see if he can see something yeah and i remember answering like hey what's up because i was just sitting there watching i think it was watching wrestling or something and you're like i got this case i got this case uh, the i think this guy is demonically uh, possessed like what like, i had to get my like all right i guess i'm in fight mode i was just I was sitting here relaxing um and i ended up uh calling megan over and uh saying hey i need you to go here i need you to see what you see because megan can of course remote view into any location and i said i think uh keeps to find a guy who's demonically possessed just what and she starts getting freaking out i'm like hey calm down we don't know we just need you to go and look um but mm-hmm. it's funny you said the the woman was it was that his wife correct that was talking to me the redhead? Uh, I think so. She was. She looked Hispanic. Yeah, the redhead. No, it wasn't. It was uh, one of our other buddies. It, it was a skeptic. He was a skeptic. No, no. The, I, I was talking to a chick. Cause you handed the phone to it. So some chick. I don't know who it was. Yeah, and it was. Uh, it wasn't the possessed buddy. It was my other buddy, his wife. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Who was there? Yeah, because she answered the phone, or when you did it to her, she started talking to me. She was all hysterical and stuff like that, and like getting real upset. And uh, in my head, I'm like, "Who is this person? And how does she already trust everything that I do?" <laughs> Made me think. Did you talk her? Did you tell her beforehand what I can do? No, it's it's like how I said. It's like you earned a lot of trust in this community. People will trust you on who do you bring. And stuff like that. No, oh, okay. It, it's one of those kind of deals. Yeah, because she was like, you know, trying to see if you, I, I can help him. And she didn't even ask, ask the question, how are you going to do it? How do you even do it through the phone or anything like that? She was just like, can you help him? I'm like, yeah. And I remember I just telling you, like, well, let's POV shot and let me uh, walk around. And mm-hmm. I ended up pulling something that was standing above his uh, in his room. And it's something else in another person's room, but it was something was specifically in the living room with him when he was laying on the couch and he was like, hurt. he was talking about his stomach hurting, he was talking about throwing up and stuff like that. Or actually did throw up in a, in a, a wastebasket or something. Yeah. 
And Megan saw it. She saw the a demon with its hand inside his stomach, like like twisting around and stuff like that. And this thing was pissed. This thing was very strong, and it was so angry uh, that when Megan was there and telling, and she was telling him that hey, you got to go, or you know, my husband's gonna it's gonna take you. And he started like telling her, well, if you if you do anything, I'll I'll kill our daughter who's not even born yet. You know. He's just like telling her like her name. Like he knew uh our daughter's name that we well, not our daughter's name. Well, we plan to name our daughter. Um mm-hmm. he's gonna kill her and tear her apart and stuff like that and trying to intimidate Megan. And then Megan wasn't having any of it. And then I ended up taking uh the main demon and he had three, three minions, which is something rare I've rarely ever seen before. Uh but after I took them all. Everything seemed to calm down. He seemed to be able to go back to sleep fine and all that stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, passed and flick out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was the atmosphere the next day? It was relaxing, peaceful. Like, we actually opened up the back back door where the Airbnb was and opened up some uh, windows, and it just felt peaceful. And the guy, did he have any prior knowledge to the experience or he just thought it as a a bad trip he doesn't even remember no he feels like it was a bad trip and the strange is that that story is essentially a mystery um i didn't give the i was so i was i was so angry that this demon threatened (laughs) me and my family that i i broke all its well it's (laughs) <laughs> that's something uh, that I think I talked about in Shadow Walker Part Five. If someone listening to this has listened to the rest of my ability stories, but uh, with my tendrils that I can grab entities through things, um, I'm also able to uh, in the ring that I imprison these things in, I'm able to break their bones, uh, and I usually <laughs> do this to get information out of it. And with that entity, I think I broke all his legs and his arms and stuff like that because I was so extreme. I was, I, if there was anything I was willing to kill, it was probably that, but I did, I just kind of left him in there as a, a torso, essentially. Um, Damn. And the rest of his minions that were with him kind of just ran off within the ring. They were terrified of what I just did to their master and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't even ask him why he was there or why he was attacking that guy or anything like that. I, I didn't, I didn't care at the moment in time. Um, yeah. But it was interesting that, like, what, did you even get a story from the guy? Like what he, or he, he just, that was that moment. It passed. Never talk about it ever again. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of deal. Right. We asked, we asked him the next day and we're like, do you remember anything about us? He's like, all I remember was having a broski, taking a, taking a hit. And that was it. I wonder like where he went. What did he do to get something so strong attached to him in the first place? Because it wasn't possession. It was oppression on borderline possession. Like, he was maybe a few weeks be- becoming fully possessed. Um, mm-hmm. This thing was already using his voice and going through him and talking like that. So it was it was pretty close. Closest of anything I've ever encountered before. But sure. that, that's the one question I always have in my, my head. is like, what? Did, did he go somewhere? Did he urban explore someplace? Did he talk to somebody or did he take an object i don't know they, they had i was i was curious about what what happened that got him in that situation in the first place mm-hmm. it, it's so aspect too i'm curious on what what happens yeah 
like, I mean, shoot, she probably took, if you probably took a handful of urban explorers, you probably could be like, this guy has something, this guy has something. These people over here have something. Don't mess with that guy. It, it's like, it's one of those things. It's like, we all carry something. I know. If I go to a urban exploring convention, I would like, take this for him, take that for him, take that for her, take that for him. she going on? <laughs> you got I mean, all this stuff attached. We might, we have something going on in September in Fort Worth. There is an urbex convention going on. I think. No, in, in the urbex convention and stuff like that, amongst the urban explorers, is the paranormal brought up or is it just something that they, most of them just try to ignore? Do you really want to see them in the church? Well, I'm assuming as much as that, no, it's not real, right? We don't really deal with it much. Go so this and stuff like that. I mean, it is basic side. And then we just like put a lot of sh- shit talking pretty much in this community. We we're we do a lot of shit talking about these people, including the paranormal stuff. So it's just I don't know. This convention is something new in the community because we usually don't have conventions. So somebody else, like somebody newer to this community, is doing this under their thing, and we're all like, we're usually just talking through Instagram, like, hey, what's linked up? Hey, come in here. Hey, so on and so forth. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, it would just now that I think about a perfect investigation team would probably need an urban explorer or someone who is used to doing a lot, just so they can get to places that seem harder. Like they can plan out, okay, we need to go here, here, and here in order to get to this spot there, and mm-hmm. be careful of this. Like someone who can like pre-scout a location, okay, yeah, because they have that urban exploring experience. I think a par- perfect paranormal team. Because when you think about building the perfect paranormal team, everyone thinks you got to have a psychic, got to have an investigator type of mindset person, got to have a mm-hmm. person, uh, mm-hmm. and they kind of just stop there. And like, well, well, thinking about places I've gone to, because I've investigated more places that I'm not necessarily allowed to go, but aren't like inside a building that's still well kept up. Like I'm always yeah. going in the woods, or I'm going to abandoned, like abandoned places and stuff like that. I'm never going to an actual building. And and the thought came to mind is that when we're walking through these places, stuff like that, and having to walk across things that are kind of sketchy, I'm thinking to myself, urban explorers would be perfect for, for doing this because to be a good investigator, to go places that aren't so investigated heavily, like that aren't mm-hmm. oversaturated with investigations, you have to go places that take a little bit of skill to get there. Most stuff are. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like us, an urban explorer, you know, we really don't hang with the paranormal teams because we like to preserve the location. We don't like to give the name or anything out, you know, but I mean, some places that are known, you know, we do. So in reality, it's like, it's one of those like 50, 50 shots kind of deal. Well, in that such case, you think I'd be the best friends of most urban explorers who want to keep preserved places because I can take everything out and have my wife cross everybody over so the place is not even that haunted anymore. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, you know, the, the investigating teams things, um, mm-hmm. future plans that we were discussing before we started recording, uh, you are actually joining a paranormal team. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in the works of it right now. It's more of like, 
in my aspect, I'm still like, I would say I'm still new to the whole paranormal. I'm still dipping my feet into it. And these people have given me the opportunity to continue to continue to my, do my photography work as a still photographer and cinema photographer on that aspect. But as well, too, I'm kind of just like, you know, I'm at that point in my time with the whole community. I've done my 16 years. I've done it all. I've seen it all. I'm at that point in life. Let me, let me do something different, you know, and these people hit me up and, and I immediately said, yes, let's do it. You know, starting to do short films, stuff like that. And we're actually getting ready to leave in the next couple of weeks or so, or even sooner. You know, it's one of those things like, Hey, on the roll, let's get this thing going. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and as uh, a member of the team, are you like their tech guy or like you're the, handling the, the cameras and stuff like that? We have, so it's the lead investigator. It's one of the other guys who is the lead um, B-roll some photographer and then me as the lead photographer. So it's like, I'm, I'm in that aspect of, okay, cool. I'm a paranormal investigator as well, but as well too, I am a still photographer, the lead photographer for this team that's cool you gotta able to learn to shoot it in uh <laughs> night vision yeah that, that's that's what yeah, so i'm like all right cool let's i do most of my stuff in the day but hey let's give it a shot yeah I, and I, I don't know uh if they ever told you another question is always asked why do you investigate at night well essentially so you don't get caught some places but my my theory is that is the ether the the other side where spirits are is 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 dark, and when mm-hmm. nighttime approaches and there's no more sun, it becomes they they become more comfortable of you know, going across the veil and being in our world as uh, as that because then they they feel like it's the same place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agree. Well, uh, who knows? Yeah. We'll see on this adventure. Definitely try to keep you posted with that stuff because uh, if you guys run anything uh, hairy, you can at least you know have a you have a backup plan just in case things get out of uh, out of whack and give me a call. And I said, can you deal with this? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we were talking the other day and seeing how like you know everything's going to work. It, it's going to be it's going to be a fun time, fun experience. So I'll be needing you after the whole season. Be like, hey. I got a truckload for you. Take everything out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of, yeah, uh, I remember the other day we were talking. I uh, I cleared out your uh, your mind force for you, which wasn't that um, wasn't necessarily that heavy. Uh, mm-hmm. But you should be uh, well protected now from any future transgressors. Well, my my friend, I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it, man. It's always uh, an enjoyable time to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, where can uh, everybody find you? We're going to let everybody find like your, your socials. It's a, Instagram for sure. That's where I'm 100%. So it would be Keeper of the Second. You know, that's that's where I'll be a majority of the time. You don't got a TikTok? Of all people, I think you should have a TikTok. I do, but I, I'm not okay. one of those people. I'm not one of those people. I'm more of like, hey, let me do my photography work. As always, uh, yeah, people can catch our socials at Hidden the Shadows Podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shots Six on Twitter, 
hidden in the podcast, uh, hidden, uh, hidden in the shadows pod two on TikTok or links to all social media. Always listen to us at hidden shadows podcast.com. Once again, keeps, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. As always, we'll catch your widows in the next one. <laughs>